CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into Your Money and Your Life. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as we talk with Don Cash about investing, finance, retirement. This week we're going to talk stimulus checks, the economy, mortgages, all sorts of good stuff. What is going on, my friend? How you doing today? Spring has sprung. And uh, you know, now spring's officially here since the time I'm talking to you. It's happened a couple days ago, right? Yeah, Mark, love it. I like when we change the clocks ahead one hour. Except for the first couple of days, it's a little difficult in the morning, right? Just to right. get used to it. It's dark again in the morning. Not too bad, but you know, it's it's nice because now at least where I am, it's like seven o'clock or so, you know, the, the sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. now it feels like spring, right? Now we've got longer days, warmer weather, uh, baseball seasons <laughs> coming up. So looking forward to that. And um, I mentioned to you, I'm going for a couple of days with my son to spring training down yeah, in Florida, awesome. which is good. So yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure it'll be a lot warmer down there. But, you know, I noticed that spring, Mark, has got the most like what I would term seasonal idioms, right? So okay. <laughs> things like hope springs eternal. Right. Right. And Mark, you and I are not spring chickens. Hey, 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 hey. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> Speak for myself. <laughs> or something springing to mind mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know, springing to life or, you know, don't spring something on me. That's right. Or yeah. spring is sprung, the first that one I used, yeah. So exactly. It's spring is sprung. I guess officially it's not another like week or two, but you know, it just as soon as the, the days get longer, it just feels that way to me. Yeah, I think people associate it with uh daylight savings time a lot of time. What is it? The I think it's next Tuesday, maybe at the time we're taping this, but yeah, I think we mostly associate it with daylight savings time. It's yeah, kinda like sure. summer. You you get to um, you know, Memorial Day weekend and you're basically like, Yeah, it's summer. Right, absolutely. You put your toes in the sand and in the in the, uh, in the ocean. It's summer. That's mm-hmm. the kickoff, right? That's right. So this is kind of like the kickoff of spring. So nice. I mean, this year for us, spring is a special importance to our family uh, because our son Nick is graduating from high school in a few months. Hey, congrats! Yeah. So shout nice. out to the uh, senior class of Calvary Christian High School in Old Bridge, New Jersey. You know, I'll be speaking um, actually next week oh. uh, to the class on their marriage and family class and. So I know they're not ready for marriage and family. <laughs> they better be ready for graduation, I'll there tell you, you that. Go. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, kudos and congratulations to the whole senior class there. Very, very cool. And uh, let's go ahead and Don and transition to our topic this week, which I teed up earlier, which is uh, you know the economy and the stimulus thing uh, that just happened and, and some mortgage conversation as well. So let's start with the stimulus. Uh, $1.9 trillion last week. The first part of that package, some Americans will see $1,400 check that will be mailed or deposited to them. What's your thoughts on the bill and how it's going to affect things? Well, you know what? It's amazing, right? We talk we talk about trillions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? Like we throw around these terms and, uh, you know, it used to be like a billion dollars was a lot of money. But, you know, talking about millions and billions and trillions, we, all, we don't have a perspective how much money this is it's a lot right trillions and i was just looking this up and i remember giving this in a talk a few years ago but a stack of a hundred dollar bills right that's a million dollars right mm-hmm. that would only be like four feet tall it's a, it's a heck of a lot of hundred dollar bills sure yeah, yeah but a, a stack of a hundred dollar bills that adds up to a billion dollars mark it would be like less than a mile high okay right or a mile long 
but a stack of $100 bills that adds up to a trillion dollars would go like from here in New Jersey to Chicago. I mean, it's like an enormous amount of money. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it's... I think I think I saw something not too long ago. I think it's something like 3,000. Actually, I think it's even longer than that. I think if you laid it all out, it's something like 3,000 miles or something. It's pretty crazy. $100 bills. Yeah, yeah $100 bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends like, you know, if you stack them up or light them side by side. Very true. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's not free money. Right? That's what people right. think about it. Right now, it's being financed by a borrowing. But it needs to be paid back at some point <laughs> via tax revenue. Right. As of the end of last year, the federal debt was twenty-seven plus trillion dollars. Tack on another two trillion uh, plus interest, and we're pushing like thirty trillion dollars. Mark. Yep. The debt clock. Just go check it out online. It's uh, pretty scary to look at. You know, you think about that. We were just talking about the how you stack it up and lay it out. I mean, basically, twenty-seven trillion is enough to wrap it around the Earth. Right. I mean, it's just amazing when you think about it that way, uh, that that much it'll go all the way around the circumference of the earth. So anyway, so, okay. So we talked about the stimulus checks now, how it's going to affect the economy. What's your thoughts there? Well, you know, first of all, not everyone gets the check, right? So let's just, you know, define that the payment starts declining for uh, a single person, individual, once their adjusted gross income exceeds Mm $75,000 and goes to zero once they hit 80,000. But for families, um, it's it's up to $150,000. You get the full stimulus check. It goes to zero. It gets phased out $160,000. Okay. But you know, includes this one includes a little different. It includes not only benefits for adults, but dependents. So like I say, a qualifying family of four would receive like $5,600. It could be more if people have a lot of kids. Hmm. But um, you know, because this is interesting, a little, um, I don't say quirk, but it's a part of the of the law. Most people have not filed their 2020 tax returns yet, right? right? So the payment is actually based on your 2019 taxable income. It's actually based on the 2020 income if you filed early, but a lot of people haven't. Sure, right. But the bill also includes a lot of other things like uh, $300 per week of additional unemployment benefits on top of the state benefits, state aid to cover revenue shortages during COVID-19 and school funding for reopenings. And, you know, a lot of these states haven't even reopened schools yet, Mark. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, here in New Jersey, public schools are like half on, you know, half what they call virtual, uh, half live. So a lot of schools, even some states, they haven't reopened at all. So they have funding for that, health insurance subsidies, vaccines funding. So like most massive bills, that provide benefits, there are a lot of holes. Yeah, and to your comment about the uh, schools, yeah, I think our I think our area is the same way as well. Uh, all over the country, you see all sorts of different stuff. But what kind of holes are we talking about here, Don? Well, I'll give you an example. Like many uh, knowledge workers, okay. like uh, you know, people with steady paycheck, retirees, or people with pensions, right? They have not had a, a drop in income over the past year, and many mm-hmm. people have had higher savings even. Uh, and 401k and IRA balances than a year ago due to the stock market being up and really not spending money on entertainment. Fair point. So, you know, you have people that get steady paychecks or they're working the gig economy like you and I, if their income is under $150,000, mm-hmm. they still get fourteen or fifteen, $1,400 checks or maybe $5,000 or $6,000 checks. While those people who maybe lost a business or been laid off they're getting the same check. Mm, 
Yeah. Right. So fourteen hundred dollars doesn't go a, a, a long way. No, not all at right. All. If you haven't been working or if your restaurant or you know, or if your small business closed down. So um that's one area where I think there's a hole and it's it's hard to figure that one out, but there's 10 million fewer workers today than a year ago. So there is that $300 per week of the unemployment uh, benefits. Right. But here's the question of whether the person getting an extra $300 per week on benefits on top of the state benefits of perhaps $400 or $500 a week may be incentivized not to work, right, until September. That's the problem we saw before, yeah. Yeah, when the benefits expire. That was right. a problem we had last year. Right. So I mentioned that the money needs to be paid back at some point. So what we're essentially doing here is borrowing money from our kids' and grandkids' futures, like those kids I mentioned earlier at my son's high school. Right. So you know how this plays out in the short run is really what we're seeing now, Mark, higher asset prices. So we're talking obviously inflation here, right, Don? I mean, if we're t- and if we're talking about inflation, I'm not seeing a lot of that yet. I'm sure everybody's looking a little bit differently. Gas, sure, we're seeing it there. Yeah, I mean, you see for sure with higher gasoline prices, you know, that may really may may or may not have a lot to do with this stimulus plan. It could be more to do with increased in driving. Now people are kind of loosening up and getting out more. But the higher prices that I'm referring to, Mark, mm. is higher stock and real estate prices. Okay. You know, the money goes somewhere, right? Right. So consumer level inflation, uh, the kind of things that we see day to day, really has not reared its ugly head yet. Um, however, the price of real estate, for sure here, yes. and I'm sure where you are, skyrocketed yes. over the past year. And stock prices all around the world are way up over the past few months. And also, you know what? Look for entertainment-related expenses to rise, Mark. Mm-hmm. You know, things like airfare, hotels, resorts, and tours. I recently uh, booked a flight to Florida, and I noticed that the prices were about the same as the pre-COVID days. Mm, uh, you know, many, many of our listeners remember the inflationary years, right, of the 1970s and early 1980s. And, you know, kids have no idea, Mark, of gas shortages and 18% mortgages, <laughs> or 15% bank rate CDs, but it, it did happen once. It, it did, you know, and sometimes you have people talking about, boy, I sure do miss those, to your point, bank rates of 15% for a CD or 17%, but it's like, yeah, but they don't talk about the mortgage rates being just as high. Uh, as well. So do you see that type of inflation that we were just discussing? Do you see it rolling down uh, down the pike on us? Uh, you, you know what? Probably not. But, but getting back to that bank CD rates, mm-hmm. I do remember when I was a young guy, mm-hmm. uh, my grandparents would go to banks and open up CDs and they would get free gifts. Oh, yeah. Like a toaster. Like and, yeah. A toaster, a yeah. radio. Sometimes if you opened up a larger enough CD, they would give you a television. Wow. I think now we might have to give them something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, in Europe, actually, people are paying the banks to hold their money. Crazy. They call it negative uh, interest rate. But getting back to your question about seeing inflation coming down the pike, uh-huh. you know, given the technology, uh, the labor force efficiency, and the global supply chain that we have, I don't see that type of inflation. But the money is going to flow into the economy, like we mentioned. And we're going to see higher prices for other goods and services for sure. Mm. And when that does happen, 
we'll see turmoil of some kind, you know, perhaps a, a shift in, in stock valuations that, you know, even further away from these hot stocks over the past year, we talked about in the last show, right. You know, more into the value type stocks with a, a lower um, book value compared to the stock price. We've seen a lot of that, you know, over the past several months already. And sometimes these trends, they, they can last many years or even more. But, you know, as we talked about last time, what we don't do is try to predict the future and make bets on those predictions. Well, as we always say, Don, the smart approach should be having a good plan in place, understanding the risk you face, you know, being properly diversified, things that we talk about on the show quite often. And of course, again, folks, as always, if you do have questions or concerns about anything you hear on our show or any other, uh, you can turn to Don and have a conversation. You can have that 15-minute conversation review, if you will, of your own situation by reaching out to Don a couple of ways. You can give him a call, 800-664-1183. That's the easiest way to do it, 800-664-1183. Or you can stop by the main website at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. He's a CPA and a CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates. So give him a call, have a conversation about your unique situation, and take advantage of that 15-minute meeting. And hey, while you're at the website, feel free to drop us an email. We do that uh, from time to time here on the podcast. So we'll do that right now. We'll jump into our cash connection. Don, I got an email question for you that came in over the last week or so. So let's see if you can help out uh, Robert from Neptune, New Jersey. And he says, Don, is it too late for me to refinance my mortgage? I was thinking about this last year. But I read that the rates are higher now. Did I miss the boat? Well, you know, Robbie, it's it's funny that I get this question today, Mark. Mm-hmm. After the show, I'm actually signing the documents to refinance <laughs> my current mortgage. Nice. <laughs> Which is taking a little bit longer than I thought. You know, right. being a, technically self-employed, they ask you for so many more oh, Eight documents. million questions, yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, if you're working for a company and you're receiving a W-2 form, or if you're retired and you're getting a pension and Social Security, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after the show, I'm going to be getting the notary coming to the house to uh, sign those documents. But you know, like much of planning in life, the decision to refinance, it really comes down to your personal circumstances, your time horizon, how long you plan on staying in your home. That's a big issue, Mark. Right. Yeah. Uh, your objectives and also your current rate. So if you're, the, the rate you're paying is close to the, the current interest rates, mm-hmm. then it may not make sense to refinance because there are costs related to refinancing. So it's not unusual. I think the average cost related to refinancing a mortgage, something like $2,800 or $3,000. Right. Say. Right. So you really have to kind of divide that out, you know, and extrapolate it to the, the length of time you plan on staying in your home to see if it's worthwhile. So simple math, if you're saving, let's say, $200 a month in your mortgage, then maybe in a year and a half, you're going to break even, right? So you have to really take a close look at that. So the things that I looked at when I decided to refinance uh, was what rate and term would make the most sense, You know, whether it was a fixed or a variable rate and what the points or what they call the prepaid interest is going to be. So the most common uh, mortgages, as most people know, are 15 or 30-year terms, and also whether it's fixed or variable. Right now, the, the, the variable versus the fixed is not as much of an issue, Mark, because the rates are so low. So when we looked at this, we kind of focused only on the fixed rates. 
And we decided we didn't want another 30-year mortgage. So we just kind of matched up what we had left on our loan, mm-hmm, right? which is 20 years, and said, eh, let's stick with that term mm, without gotcha. any prepaid points. Um, and, and right now, the rates don't differ a whole lot between the 15, 20, or 30 years. Gotcha, right. All right, so that's what we're like. Now, had you uh, refinanced your mortgage uh, recently over the past, let's say, year or two? No, I didn't. They reached out to me you know, during the pandemic about doing it when the rates were real low, but it was, to your point, it was so negligible, it just didn't really seem to be worth the, the hassle. Uh, the difference just wasn't there mathematically, not enough anyway. Yeah, I see that, you know, when people do decide that they want to move on this, the the big issue is between the 15 and the 30-year mortgage mark. Right. And, and, you know, many people go for the 30-year loan, right? Even over the 15, you know, the 15, you want to pay it off sooner. Sure, yeah. Right. The 30-year loan, you can what you can do with a 30-year loan, though, is just pay the extra payments on the loan every month. To That's pay right. it off quicker makes a big difference. Yeah, and if you want to stop the extra payments, that thirty-year loan gives you more flexibility to do that. So, if someone's considering one or the other, that's just one point to to consider. The other is a which is a popular option now is: Do you want to cash out refinance? So, you know, for example, if you have a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage left on a home with a five hundred thousand dollar value, mm-hmm. you could take out a a refinance mortgage for let's say $225,000 and pocket the $25,000 in cash. Right. A lot like, of people often do this nowadays yeah. for home, home improvements. Yep. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. It's becoming a big issue. So I'll give you an example. Right now we're um, renovating our bathroom shower. I'm not sure if you've done any renovations like this over the past year. It's always more expensive than you oh, think, yeah. right? And it always takes way longer than it's supposed to. Right, and this weekend we go to the uh, the supply uh, store to get uh, tile and all these other things that you need for the shower. Right, our contractor sent there sent us there to to look at look it over. And my idea is just to do the shower. Right, mm-hmm. the bathroom is about twenty years old, and of course the guy at the store was looking at the pictures of the bathroom and said, "You really should think about doing the entire bathroom to match everything." Oh, of course. And I said, oh, well, how much is that going to cost? He said, well, you're probably talking close to $40,000. I said, whoa. Ouch. <laughs> Wait a second. I was balking at $10,000 for the shower. Yeah, really? <laughs> but that's becoming very popular, the cash out, mm-hmm, right. to be able to, re- to, to use that to fix up the kitchen or the bathroom or do something else in the house. But I'll tell you what, I recently I had a client um, do the cash out. And he used the cash to pay the taxes on his Roth IRA conversion. Oh, interesting. Clever. That's a clever move, right? Yeah. So it was a great move for him. The mortgage is at like 2.5%. And the Roth IRA has already gone way up in value. And the account is tax-free yeah. for, his, for his life Yeah. <laughs> and also for his heirs. So. It's a very interesting move to be able to uh, to do something like that. But cashing out is something that, that people are taking a close look at. We decided not to go that route because we had the funds available to renovate the shower. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going for the $40,000 on the whole bathroom right, mark. Right. Although my wife was intrigued. Oh, I'm sure she's like, <laughs> hmm, really? 
yeah, it's a oh, the bathrooms now look so nice when they're updated. But the the big variable on the rates that you get, Mark, is your credit rating. So with those, for those with a, a very good credit rating, credit score, you know, you could expect a 15 or 30 year mortgage often for less than 3% a year without any points. Now, to Robert's point, these rates have creeped up over the past couple of months or so. They tend to be tied, Mark, to the um, 10-year treasury bill rate, which has gone up from less than 1% to about 1.6%. Right. Now, can you believe that, Mark? People loan the federal government money for 10 years and get 1.6% interest. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, all the different, uh, you know, just how things have changed so much. But Robert, great question. Thank you so much for asking. Obviously, Don gave you a lot of points there to consider. Great thing about a podcast is you can go back and listen to that again, listen to the answers again uh, to see if there's anything in there that you didn't think of for yourself. And of course, as always, if you do have questions, reach out to Don, share some more detailed information about what you're trying to accomplish or what you're thinking when it comes to possibly doing a refi uh, and have that conversation, how it might affect your retirement plans or lack thereof. So give Don a jingle at 800 664 1183. That's 800-664-1183. And folks, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Your Money and Your Life. Uh, you can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all that good stuff, or at doncashpodcast.com. we got all that stuff available there for you, and you can check out past episodes as well. And Don, let's finish it off with a fun note here, a little getting to know you action. Uh, where would you like to retire? Is it where you're at in New Jersey or someplace else? You know, Mark, that's kind of an easy one for me. If I had my ideal choice, okay. I think I'd like to have a home here in New Jersey uh, and in Florida during the cold months. Okay, classic snowbird. Okay. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, the, the cold, especially like over the past month or so, we've had a really terrible uh, end of winter with a ton of snow and a lot of cold weather. So that would be my ideal choice is to have a place both in New Jersey and in um in Florida during the cold months. And those of, of those who, the people who know me know how much I enjoy family time and, and time with friends in Florida. We have both family and friends in Sarasota mm -hmm. right. uh, on the West Coast. And one of the things that working on, um, you know, in my company now is uh, a comparison of the pros and cons of retiring out of New Jersey. So it's sort of a tool that I'm working on to, um, to help clients make this decision. And we have a chart that compares the different states, different cost of living, tax rates, estate taxes, things like this. Since many people are considering an out-of-state move, or maybe even like me, they want to have two homes. So maybe that's something we could talk about in a future show. No, we definitely should. I mean, I'm, there's quite the difference between Florida and New Jersey, when not, not just from the weather, <laughs> but when it comes to taxes and things of that nature. So I think that would be a good show to have, a good conversation to go through. So there you go. So Don's thinking about doing the classic uh, snowbird type of thing. And what about yourself, folks? You know, what do you see for your retirement? Ask yourself that question. And that's going to do it this week for us here on the podcast, Your Money and Your Life. As always, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully you picked up a useful nugget of information. Don, I'm going to let you go, but enjoy uh, the trip down to Florida with the, uh, with the sun. Again, kudos and congrats on the graduation and enjoy the spring training. All right, Mark. Thanks so much. I'll give you a report when I get back. We'll love to hear it right here on Your Money and Your Life with CPA and CFP Don Cash. Again, check us out online at doncashpodcast.com or his main website, which is donaldcash.com. We'll talk to you next time here on the podcast. Thanks for your time today, folks. Stay safe and sane. We'll see you later.
Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.